Okay. Um, for example, one could be maybe stop bagging your produce at the grocery store with those stupid plastic bags. Oh, I hate those. I hate those. <laughs> like in the in the produce section, you know, where all your fruits and veggies are, mm -hmm. little bags with the little zip ties. I'm like, why are you using those? You have to wash. Like you can just put them in your. You know, we don't use plastic bags in California anyway. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to reuse your bring your reusable bag. So just designate a bag for your produce, you know, and the others for your canned goods and your, you know, your, your perishables and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. But stop using those little bags because, you know, we may have this bag wall, this bag tag, which I don't think is doing very much anyway. No, it's, it's useless. I mean, did you know that California is the only state that does that? Oh, yeah. I, I, every time, because I have family members that live in other states. Yeah. So whenever I go visit them... I remember they like give me bags for free and I'm like, oh, I have like an extra two dollars. And they're like, you're from California, aren't you? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, and I get what California is trying to do. But at the end of the day, like 10 cents, people aren't going to bat an eye at it. You know, if yeah. it was like $20 per bag, then it's like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to buy those, you know, when instead you can buy a one dollar useful. Anyway. But stop using those plastic bags. There's no need. You need to wash, or you should be washing all of your fresh produce anyway, because there's tons of bacteria and bugs on them. Mm -hmm. um, and you should be storing them in containers, you know, chopping them up, storing them in containers, and using them right away rather than blah, blah, blah. So um, that's one way. Uh, just, you know, little things. Um, I guess another way is to make your own cleaning products at home you know, and switch to ceramic or glassware products. Um, I started making my own cleaning products. I use all-purpose cleaner, you know, made out of vinegar, distilled water, mm -hmm. and um, essential oil, and maybe some lemon, you know. Okay. Uh, disinfectant using lemon, like some baking soda, vinegar, all this other stuff. Um, and glass cleaner and all this stuff because those cleaning products that you're buying are also coming in plastic containers and the chemicals that they put in them are really bad yeah <laughs> you know like it if you you want to be able to spray something in your eye and not like lose your eyes so if you can make an all-natural you know better alternative to that then why not use that instead and it's really easy to make it's not that hard mm -hmm. um Stop using plastic Tupperware, okay? That's like a, th a thing of the 70s. Uh, <laughs> switch to ceramic or glassware products to store your food in. And mm -hmm. they're airtight, you know? They're easy to, they're easier to clean. You can microwave them, and it's not going to leave residue. Um, they're so much easier to carry around. There's so many options for that, too. Um, also on Amazon. I love Amazon. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, right? Um just things like that. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I tackle my bathroom first. Those, you know, there's a store called Lush 
and a lot of people like make fun of it because it's like little frou-frou hippie but it's like who cares what you know the people who work there are like and what the stigma is go for it you know yeah. have these eco-friendly shampoo bars and shampoo you know they have toothpaste, solid toothpaste that you can use um sustainably made lotions and creams and stuff for all sort of body needs and even more than that yeah so use that and the cool thing is that they're um most of their containers are plastic but they're sustainable plastic which means they'll break down over time but they also um reuse them so uh if you get all these products you know you use them up whatever they're if they're face masks or lotions if you bring back those products they'll give you a free product in return for really? a certain amount of um yeah product that product of containers that you bring back so it's things like that where it's like you're also still winning <laughs> um and these things last you for a long time too so well that's interesting There's so many things i've never i've never been in lush i've seen it Oh, it smells so good. I love going to the Lush store. It makes me feel so clean. <laughs> it does. I, I've, I've passed by Lush, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay now. All right. Yeah. But I've never been inside, but I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't really know what the store was. Yeah. I thought from the smell of it, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of like a Bath and Body Works. It's but like not... a Bath and Body Works, but they have, you know, deodorant. They have shampoo and bath bombs and, you know, all the girly things. But then they also have, you know, your everyday needs, like toothbrush and, and lotion and body wash and, and mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, you don't, like the shampoo bars. They don't come plastic wrap. They just, you grab one and you go, and go you know, right off the bat. Yeah. So, and the, the cool thing, too, is they have so many products that are catered to so many different people's needs. You know, if you have really dry skin, they're going to have a cocoa butter and whatever, and, and the associates will help you um, decide what you need to get. Yeah. And the cool thing is they don't push. You know, they're not pushing about it, which I like Bath and Body Works for certain things. Um, but I feel like, you know, and that's their job, but they're always, like, kind of push you to, like, if I two get three three or something, you know, it's like at Lush they're like, you know, here you can try this, and we also have this, but like whatever you need, we're not gonna tell you that you have to get this thing because it's the newest thing. And I don't know. Right. I just like it better. All right. Well, I mean, that was that was pretty interesting. I I in terms in terms of zero waste, I wasn't I was more knowledgeable on that than minimalism, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know as much about it as I would have liked to. You know, our generation, you know, millennials and Gen Zers, we are more, I, I can't think of the term, but more environment conscious. Yeah. Then, and I think, you know, that's, we have more time to think about that. Whereas our parents and our, our grandparents were built, you know, grew up in societies where you had to really grind hard, hard to get to where you are. We kind of have it cushy. Yeah, no, I think, but I think, no, what you're making, oh, you you got me excited just now, but, (laughs) but, um, you know, what you just said is very true because we have, we have it so easy now. And I think what that has done is it has taken kids today now are soft. Mm -hmm. Like it's just very soft. There's no grit. Well, and lazy. Yeah, no, no. 
just no, just no unction to function. There's no desire. Just really, just really lazy, just really sedentary. And no one wants to do anything. No ambition. And I realized that about myself too. You know, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's hard. You have to really push yourself to do something because it's like, I could just sit here and watch memes all day. You know? Like, yeah. I'm just going to waste my life on meaningless shit. And, you know, excuse my French, but. It's, You're fine. It's like, no, you really, you kind of do have to find something that you want to stand up for, you know, and really force yourself to change and, and show others that they can do the same thing. And it's really not that hard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's really important because what I found, you know, I, I like to study like sociology. I, that's not my major, but I just like studying social topics. Yeah. Um, but what I found is that as, as life, as ease of life increases, you know, grit and determination and ambition decrease uh-huh. because we, because basic things, we don't have to really worry about things are just uh-huh. so easy now. I mean, think about, you know, when we have kids, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's there, things will be way that much easier for them. And so it's now so easy to be considered quote unquote great because the yeah. standard is so low. I know. And it's really, it's really disappointing. And yeah, it, yeah, it's I I I same. I I we just No, I I know I know exactly what you mean. So, I want to get into um modeling. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this because a lot of people ask me about it and I've never been able to get on a platform and really talk about it. Um because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about modeling and a lot of things that people don't realize. So Yeah, I, I interviewed um, a cam girl the other day and we had uh-huh. um, just great conversation. Uh-huh. And I learned a, a whole lot from her and just kind of just kind of things about, you know, that industry and just what has to uh-huh. go on behind the scenes. But, you know, let's start from, you know, what. Let's start from the beginning. What made you want to go? What made you want to be a model? And how did you get started? Okay, so this is actually, I have a lot to say about this. Go ahead, fire. So, yeah, modeling actually kind of found me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I started modeling for some friends, like Etsy shops back in the day. And I think it's actually in junior high. It was middle school. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, and I think that's when Etsy and, like, Pinterest and Instagram were all kind of developing and becoming big. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, yeah. Had, we all had the earliest iPods and iPhones. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so part of that generation, part of the scene that I was in, um, you know, was the hardcore gothic punk rock metal scene. And uh, I was actually what was known as a scene queen, quote-unquote. <laughs> so it's basically where you're taking selfies and, and doing the whole raw XD thing, you know, super embarrassing thing that I hate talking about because I was one of those kids. But I had a lot of followers on Instagram back in the day. Yeah. Um, I had a lot more than I do now. And uh, I eventually deleted my Instagram for, I do this thing over and over where I like, you know, delete all my socials and I'm like off of it for like a month. And then I'm like, okay, I'm back friends. Hello. 
So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so that's kind of how I started. Um, um, and I was on MySpace and Facebook and Instagram and all these different things. And I had this little group of friends that was my crowd. And so we started doing, you know, those photos for the scene queen, scene queen and the, and the alternative group looks and we were just all friends and we were all hanging out and that's what we did. And then, um, I, yeah, so I modeled and took selfies and self-portraits mm-hmm. thing, uploaded those and it kind of developed into a thing that we would all do and it kind of just I guess caught on and at the time I didn't it wasn't I didn't consider it modeling okay you know? I didn't even know what it was I just knew that I liked doing it I liked the way my hair looked and I felt like, oh, I'm so badass, you know, I'm this kid, and, like, you don't, you don't understand me because I'm so emo, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing, and that's just, I don't know, that's what we did, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. Okay, so, I mean, is this something that you would want to do professionally, like, something that you'd want to do a full, have as a full-time career? Um, I've thought about this a lot, and my answer is, no, no. <laughs> Um, I would never recommend modeling as a full-time job or career unless you're actually that, I don't want to, okay, this is, like, unless you're that vain, so to speak. Okay. Um, and that committed to keeping up with your body and how it changes over the years. Yeah. Um, not to mention there's so many strict rules models have to follow, whether they put these rules on themselves or by their agent. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I, I have a lot of, like, professional model friends um while I was living out in Hollywood that I um met and got to know and I talked to them about like what I do and the difference and all this stuff and it's just kind of crazy so looks only last for so long and then you know if you want to get into the professional side of it you have to start when you're like just getting into high school yeah so mm-hmm. all right so that I think that's a great transition to the next question you know modeling you need a lot of confidence to, you need, well, maybe not a lot, but you do need confidence to be a model. You need to be confident in who you are and your body. So where does that confidence come from? And did you, did you always possess it or did you not? Or, you know, you know, what's the story behind that? Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, the confidence I have today is 100% fueled by not giving a fuck. So, okay. <laughs> like, you know, excuse me, like not giving a frick, but um, no, go in ahead. junior Just... high, I went through some really tough times, mm-hmm. and a really rough situation and transition. Um, I was bullied a lot by people that you know, actually, and my style and whatnot did not fit in, and mm-hmm. I was dealing with a lot of home problems, too, so yeah. I was super depressed, and then it was during that time that I was diagnosed with dysthemia, which is chronic depression, Okay. Um, and I learned I'd have to be medicated for the majority of my life, uh, Okay. and then one day, I kind of realized, you know, and had this self-awakening that I was just tired of trying to make people happy mm-hmm. and trying to make friends. I figured that if I was going to be alone and if people were going to talk, like, crap about me then they can just do it yeah because at the end of the day you know this circles back to the whole 
thing I was talking about earlier where you kind of have to be selfish in a way and look out for number one and, you know, Mm -hmm. not let yourself get that down about what people say because at the end of the day, you know who you are, you know, you, you know what you love, you know where you come from and you have family that loves you. And if you're one of the few people that doesn't have family, you have yourself to lean on. That's all you have. So, um, yeah, no, what mattered yeah. was me, myself, and I. And then I just picked myself up by the bootstraps and forced myself to love myself. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but... It's a um, process. Yeah, but then I just built that confidence. So, if there's anything that I've learned... It's that confidence can't come from anyone or anything other than yourself. Yeah. You know, people can compliment you and that can maybe boost your confidence, make you feel a little more, you know, dangerous that day. But you have to learn how to forgive yourself properly, accept what is and realize that it's like only you. You're the only you in the world. Yeah. Words are just words. Appearances are just that. You know, what matters is who you are. No, I think I think you make a fantastic point. I mean. A lot of people, they care too much about what others think. Yeah. And they really, you know, they, their, their self image is heavily reliant on what others think of them and what others say about them. And, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, like, there's a reason the whole, there's this whole quote, you know, people call, People are called sheeple because mm-hmm. sheep just go along with the other sheep and whatever yes. they do. So it's the same thing with people. And unfortunately, that's the majority of society and, and kind of what the media, you know, says is the cool thing to do and forces and, you know, media, whether it be through news articles, through, you know, TikToks or through movies, you know, where it's like, oh, the high school girls, the popular girls, like mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's the same stigma. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely, because people, they do just go along with it. And it's like, if you don't fit into that mold, if you don't fit into what others think you should be and think, or or you're not doing what people think you should be doing, you're seen as weird. And you're seen as this person who just doesn't want to fit in. And you're just a nonconformist. Yeah. But I... Well, I mean, you you knew me yeah. in high school. You knew me in school. Yeah. You know, I was... I would say I was exactly that. I was like, I had you, you know, friends here and there, and I yeah. knew popular kids and blah blah blah. But I was just kind of like by myself, and I just did me. Like I, yeah. I was the one girl, the only person on campus, being an idiot, walking around in high heels, carrying her longboard at the same time. No, you no, know? like I, I just didn't care. I told, I totally remember that, and I remember, I remember um, one time, you know, I was just watching, and I was like, you know what? I was like, she's just, she's interesting. And I was like, she just, I was like, I was like, she just, I was like, she doesn't care. Like she just, whatever it is, she just rocks it. Yeah. And I, but I do, I do remember that I was like, cause I remember the first, um, I remember one time I was having a conversation with one of my, um, one of my classmates and you like walked by the, you, you like walked by our window Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, like he was like, she's kind of, she's kind of cute, but she's like really weird. And I'm like, I'm like, she just does, <laughs> I'm like, she just does, you know, she just does her, yeah. like she just does her own thing. And 
I think because doing this doing this podcast, I found that you know I'm I'm a pretty blunt person, and mm-hmm. a lot of things I say people don't like. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always respected you for that. I thought that you were always pretty cool because I mean, you know, we weren't immediately in each other's lives, but yeah. I always thought like Solomon, like he's fantastic. He's so funny, you know, and he's like. I respect him, whereas, like, there were people, I won't name names, that just, like, were idiots <laughs> the entire time, and I was like, like, I guess you're cool, but at the same time, like, I probably won't ever talk to you ever again after this, so. Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, I remember, I remember in high school, there was, um, they were, there were people that I looked at, and I said, I'm, especially, like, graduation, they were, like, naming some people, and I said, who? And I was oh, like, for the walk? oh yeah, for the walk. Like I remember, oh. it was because it was just it was just really like I'm like, who are these people? Like I didn't really, I don't really know people. Yeah. And because it was like it was my friend group. Because I I always thought it was like okay I think I think you and I were one of those people were just those people who either people knew you or they had no idea who you were. You know what, and I think, I don't, I don't want this to come off as like, oh, I'm so great. No, go ahead. Really, I'm trash, but <laughs> like, I think I was one of those people that everybody knew, but, but everybody pretended that like, either they didn't like me because mm-hmm. they were intimidated by me, or they just pretended like, oh, they were better than me, but they like secretly wanted to be my friend but they like for whatever reason for their own you know because everybody their social I, status at that point yeah i at that point i already knew who i was i yeah. figured it out whereas like in most of the people at that age in their lives they're just trying to figure out still what they want to do who they are you know and what they like and who they don't like whereas like me i'm like i don't, I don't care I, I just know that i'm stuck here because of the law and like i have big dreams for after this so yeah, I mean, it's it's really, you know, interesting. And just being unique and just doing your own thing, it really bothers people. Uh-huh. And I've learned that, you know, regardless of what you do, no matter what you do, no matter where you stand, no matter what you think, no matter what you say, people are going to have a problem. Uh-huh. So you might as well just go with it. Exactly. And that's what I said. You know, you, you, you just can't give a frick, like... If you think too much, stop thinking too much. That's basically what it is. If yeah. you're thinking too much about yourself, you know, you think you're hot shit. Once you humble yourself and just do what you do, yeah, then your life becomes so much easier. You know, it's just so much nicer. <laughs> A lot more peace in that aspect. Yeah. So I mean, well, well, we went off on a big tangent. We could we could talk about that for like hours. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back on track. Um, mm-hmm. So go into some detail about what happens at a you know at a shoot. What takes place? How long does a shoot typically last? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't even have any notes on this, but I. It just depends. It really depends on the type of shoot. Um. 
some shoots you schedule and you plan out, okay, there's going to be a theme, there's going to be, you know, we're trying to do this, we're trying to achieve this look. And then other shoots is like, you know what, I'm just going to feel it out and yeah. figure it out as I go and whatever comes out of it, comes out of it, you know. And some and most of the time, I tend to like those ones better because it allows for more creativity. Yes. Um you know, not that the other ones aren't. You know, I've done a, I've done cosplay shoots before, and those are really fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of work, and you know, trying to make it come out exactly the way you want is difficult. Yeah. Sometimes, but um, but yeah. So it just depends on the shoot. Um, what happens is it. You know, for me, I always, I don't like to bring a friend because I feel like they're distracting. But a lot of people like to bring friends so that they have yeah. a buddy system going on. Um, and you know, if you haven't met the photographer that before, you meet them, you kind of talk and get to know each other a little bit, and then yeah. go into the shoot. That way, you have a feel of how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and if you have met the photographer, you just kind of go into it and you yeah. have a good time. That's really, you know, creating is really about being able to express yourself. Yeah. Both you and the photographer collaborate and have a good time while doing it. Okay, so where does where does the inspiration come from? I mean, is it is it the model? Like, is she, is, is that? Is the model?